This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Judy and Somerville, we continue the conversation of staying focused, staying on track, staying positive, and moving forward in life. This is a fantastic second part to the conversation, and I hope you enjoy. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I've been saying that. That's on a repeat. And I'm very, very careful of the who the five are. <laughs> you better be, honey, because you find yourself in in waters that you you not only have you not charted, but you cannot swim in. And you and and you're certified and you still can't swim. Now you know you're not in the right company, honey. Yeah. When the life vest doesn't help, you know it's time to <laughs> the uh Staying on track, you know, when you're, you know, we're human, right? And we lose focus, life happens, things come up. When you lose focus or fall off track, if that happens for Judine, how, how do you get back on track? What is your method? I have a conversation with myself and I'm like, okay, Judine, what's going on here? I have said that out loud, honey. Mm. What's going on here? So it's like, mm, have I not spiritually been connecting as much? Have I not been paying attention to what's happening to me on the day-to-day? Have I not been sleeping enough? Have I not really been paying attention to what's happening? And that's usually a sign, Hmm. you know, of what's going on. And usually what I do is that I'll just get on the couch and take a nap. And I'll sleep and like just in quiet with no TV on or anything and just kind of think, okay, so how can we reset, reset and pivot? (laughs) How about that? Reset and pivot. Coming on. Yeah. Okay. Those are the things that everybody had to do. Even Michelle Obama and Barack, even the most, amazing, influential people in the world had to go, okay, it's a reset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I try to do more listening because usually when that happens, I'm not listening as good as I could. So, you know, I have conversations with myself. And if I go a little left, I'll tell my husband and our son, you know, I was a little left yesterday. I wasn't listening. And I was a little persnickety. I loved using that word. Persnickety. I love that word. <laughs> I was a little persnickety when you asked me that question, you know. And I have a great family. So they go, okay. But I think part of that is being able to say, you know, I was busted. Mm. I, I'm the first one to say, oh, I was not in the pocket. Mm. I was out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. I uh, I wanted I want to know what was that moment for you, and correct me if I'm wrong on the timeline because sometimes the internet messes these things up. Um, Radio City, pre Broadway, during Broadway, after Broadway. What was that first gig there? You know, in <laughs> Midtown Manhattan for you. That... Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry. At Radio City. Yeah, Radio City. Okay, so by the time I became a rocket. I think I had done two shows already on Broadway. And mm-hmm. after becoming a rocket for that season, 
I went right into do the life with Joey McNeely. Yeah. Amazing, fabulous and great with the fabulous Felicia Finley, Lilius White, uh, Sharon Wilkins. Uh, oh, it was, it was amazing. And Radio City was amazing for a plethora of reasons. My mother took me there to see five, six, seven, eight dance with Sandy Duncan. Okay. Hmm. And I looked and I went, wow, this is amazing. Now I never had hopes of like, oh my God, I want to be a Rockette. That, that never happened, but the auditions came up. I auditioned and I think I auditioned a couple times, maybe two or three times before I became a Rockette, but it was glorious and amazing. And one thing that happened that was so amazing was that, I don't know how they found out, but somehow they realized I had a gift for gab. So every time when I came into the dressing room, there was a sheet of paper from the PR department. Could you please speak? Could you please do this appearance? And I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> and the other thing that happened was I had did Crazy For You a couple of years before that. So the dresser from Crazy For You worked at Radio City Music Hall with the Rockettes. So she sort of ushered me in as you know, one of the girls that she worked with and things like that. And that's a girls club up there, honey. Right. The Rockettes. <laughs> it's a girls club. Okay. So I met these amazing women who were strong. And I was 10th, 10th from, if you're sitting in the house, 10th for the left. And my mother, before she passed away, and my next door neighbor, who has since passed away, got to see me. That was like circa 19, I want to say 96. Yeah, yeah. it was great. No matter what I did, becoming a rocket was the bomb for my entire family and everything. And the pictures, I mean, in the book that I'm, I'm putting together, uh, it's pretty amazing. Like I, I'm living in the present moment, Clay. So I'm not one to go when I was, although yesterday I was going <laughs> pictures and I saw when my son, our son was about, oh my gosh, six years old. And I took a picture with him and I go, Oh my God. I say to my husband, look at him. He had this cute little afro and I was kneeling with him. He had to be six or seven. And I thought the time is gone. He's 16. Yeah. Our son is 16. How time flies. Oh, honey. When you're having fun. When you <laughs> Thank the Lord, honey. It's been fun. The but I'm also willing it that way. You know, I'm willing it that way. Yeah, it's not a it's not a coincidence, really. It's completely intentional. Correct. That's another word. Intentional reset and pivot. <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. I love this. The um, though you brought up a really good moment there. The the dresser from one show to another, and these relationships, and how small yep. this community is. I'm curious what your your views are on relationships in the entertainment industry. Uh everything. Yeah. <laughs> I I am known for sending so many thank you notes. It's a joke now. Okay, it's a joke. They're like, oh Lord, don't you send me another thank you note? And I send it anyway. Yeah. Because that's how my mother raised us. Uh, relationships are everything. And auth being authentic is important. I can't tell you how to cultivate the relationship. Again, just be who you are. Just be who you are and live authentically. 
And that doesn't mean you're perfect. And that doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. And that doesn't mean that you go left. It's being able to say, you know, I'm not doing great today. You know, I could have gotten better at that. I should have not said that. Being that kind of person, I believe, from my experience, opens you up. Because let me tell you a couple of things. I've worked with a couple of amazing celebrities, okay? And one thing I can honestly unequivocally say that they want to be treated just like everybody else. They don't want special treatment. And when they find people that are comfortable in themselves, that don't want anything from them because people always want something from them, yeah. the, the magic begins. And it's, I mean, I've been very blessed in that department and I, I, I just attribute that to being, to growing up in the projects, the humble beginnings, to see the different families and the different dynamics. I mean, I, I, I could tell you, we could do this again. We do this once a month. We could just do, we can go on one subject on anything. I mean, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, because when I think about it, you know, there was a family in our, in our building that all of the whole family, except for maybe two came down with mental illness. And now thinking back, that was, what, that was the, the, the situation or some uh, families, having gay guys, uh, gay children, and not, nobody saying anything, nobody talking about it. I mean, we, we knew who they were. I mean, I can name them right now, but, you know, we just treated them like people. Relationships are everything. So be kind, be kind to the people when you're auditioning, be kind to the people that are standing to the left and right. Don't talk about anybody in the bathroom before you go into the room because the people in the stall when you come out are going to be the people behind the table and you're just going to slide and just melt right into the puddle uh, 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 on the floor you know and be kind that's really a big deal because everybody's nervous even celebrities even celebrities when you get on set mm. you know everybody wants to be loved and appreciated clay and again if you have not grown up in that culture, in some ways you're looking for that in different ways. That's why we sometimes pick the wrong mate. Sometimes, and no, they're wrong as wrong could be, but we're going along because something, the way we will grow up just, you know, grin and bear it or just, you know, don't break away because, you know, what will happen? Mm -mm, it's not right, get out of it. Say, you know what, I can't take this. This is not right. I don't feel good. I'm always tired, I'm always sick. It's it's toxic, you know what I mean? So speak up about things, you know what I mean? And be there for other people. That's what I've learned. Send thank you notes and say thank you, I appreciate you, how about that? Just call them to say hi. I do that with a lot of my friends, celebrity or not. Girl, just thinking about you, how you doing? You need anything? You know, no one's asking. If they need something, nobody's saying anything because like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to ask for help. I, I wasn't good at that, honey, but I am now. Um, someone wants to give me something. Will you receive that? I will. Thank you so much. Relationships, everything. I love this. I had a series of questions uh, prepared, uh, specifically zooming in 
to performing specifically with going full out and stuff we kind of spoke about via email prior to chatting. But this kind of encapsulates all of it. (laughs) It's kind of, if you live, if you live a, you know, as one could, you know, say in a quintessential kind of way, you know, like living a full out life, (laughs) then naturally a byproduct is that your, you know, professional side too will be, you'll never mark, right? And again, that's not synonymous for all you guys listen. That's not synonymous with perfection. Right. You innately know what's going on with you. Okay. That's when we you asked me about that instinct. Yeah. You know, I know when it's not, this thing's sitting right. This mm. is not, okay, how? Okay, let me just take a moment, not get emotional about it, and like see how we're going to work through things. Yeah. I love it. It's special. I, uh, I I have a few more before we wrap up here. Do you have a text that you refer to daily, weekly, monthly, occasionally? <laughs> Satan, you ain't going to get the best of me today. That's been constant. Satan, you ain't going to get the best of me today. You're a liar. Yeah, that's one. On a more positive note. Uh, <laughs> right. I am blessed beyond measure. And you know what? By saying that, you become more blessed. Hallelujah! (laughs) Yes, honey! Yes, Clay! (laughs) He can be taught! (laughs) Yes, yes, it's true. It's called the power of suggestion. Francis Scovel Shin, metaphysics, Louise Hay. That's the message. Du- uh, is it Dwayne Dwyer? Dwayne, du- du- I think it is. He's passed on, but oh my gosh, what a plethora of information. I mean, yeah. Changes made that have increased positivity or decreased negativity in your life? Changes made that have increased positivity? Uh, we bought a bike in September because we saw (laughs) what was happening. And for me to be able to be full out with you, giving a shout out to Mr. Jerry Mitchell, because that is is his phrase. (laughs) And if it was in Webster's dictionary or any dictionary in the world, Jerry's amazing handsome picture would be next to it. So shout out to my brother, uh, Jerry Mitchell. it's just, I, I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like things are moving forward. Things are happening and that you just have to really, I know they use this term a lot, stay woke, mm-hmm. but it's true. Not only for the reckoning that has happened this summer, okay, that has talked about pivot, I'm talking shifted the way we are thinking about others. And it's about time. I mean, there's no secret how this country was built. All you have to do is watch 13 on Netflix and you will get the history lesson of a lifetime. And when you start putting all of these, you know, uh, systems of injustice, and if you laid them out, 
Okay, I, I, I see it. I choose to say, okay, what are we going to do about it? We know this has happened. Right. You know, we know about education. Our son goes to a private school. We know about incarceration. We know how the police deal with communities of color. We know that. Okay, I know that. But how am I going to make it better? That's where I come in. You know, working with parents to say, okay, if you have a brown boy and you live in underserved communities, these are the, the five, the three things that you must do if they have uh, been, in, been picked up by the police. Because the police can pick you up for no reason. Are you aware of that? For no reason. So I'm woke and I'm saying it like it is, but I'm also wanting to help the process, not continue to talk about what's not happening, but be part of the solution. And that's where I, I, I shift it, you know? Yeah. 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 To be part of the solution. Yeah. And I know it sounds, you know, for some it's like, well, you know, and it's hard not to get emotional, mm. you know, I try to place that, but you know, all I can do is do for our son and my nieces and nephews and keep them aware of things. And then, you know, reach out to other families, you know, to let them know, you know, how to, how to, how to walk in your glory. Although for years, the establishment has kept us down. You know what I mean? So I don't, you know, I don't say, well, what happened happens. No, because it is a direct effect of where we are now. Yeah. Direct effect. I've had a friend ask me years ago, why do we have black shows? Because white people don't hire, don't hire um, casts of people of color for shows. They just, it, it just, I think it's opening up. Yeah. But if you went on Broadway and there were 20 shows, how many shows were a cast of people of color? You know, I don't get upset about it. That's what happened. Let's make it better. Let's write our own shows. You know, let's move the narrative forward. Let's educate, you know? So I think that's important, the way you approach it, you know? Because not every white person is racist. Mm. That's a lie. <laughs> right. And not every black person uh, lives in the hood and is a gang member. Right. It's not true. Not true. So that's why individually you have to have the relationship with people and speak up for people. Speak up. You know, it's important. And I think COVID has taught us a lot of lessons, you know, to really. Yes, it has. Be aware. Is it an hour up? Are we? Are we? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I still have a few more. <laughs> Stay with me, sweetie. Stay with me. Oh, yeah. No, unless you got to go. <laughs> no, I don't have to go. Uh, yeah. No. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Exactly what you're saying. You know, you have to be you have to be the forward mover. You know, you have to roll, roll it forward. Keep moving forward. You can't just sit and complain about, you know, and I get that. Like, that's yeah, it's really, really well articulated. I. I'm curious, do you have a favorite failure or a parent failure that set you up for success? Hmm. 
Hmm, that's a great question. And you know why I say it's a great question? Because the way I think is very positive. If negative things begin to happen to me, I kind of like stop in my footsteps and go, okay, did I do something wrong to somebody? Did I say something? This is usually not happening to me. Um, that's an interesting question, uh, Clay. I'm happy to admit to failure. And the, the, one of, the thing that comes to mind right now is I did this workshop I don't know all the particulars, but I don't know. This just clicked. <laughs> I did a workshop with Anne Ryan King and, and uh, Tommy Toon called Applause. And it was, I think, just like a little workshop. Tommy was in the room. Anne was in the room and, you know, all this great stuff. And it was moving somewhere else. But I think I wasn't chosen to move with it. And I don't know where it was going uh, up state, wherever, but I didn't get chosen. And I was pretty bummed about it, mm. but it opened the way for me to getting another show, which I believe in my head got me to Hairspray on Broadway. So yes, I don't remember all of the particulars, but in that way, like when you don't get the show and you're like, oh my God, and then something else comes along that's even better, that connects you to something that pushes you higher. Yes. But you don't know it at the moment. You know, there are five callbacks and three songs and two changes of clothes. And, you know, you didn't get it. You want to stab the wall. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> you, want to stab the wall. you know, but my mother used to always say something better is coming. Every time I came home, when I was home, she would always say that. And you couldn't imagine that, but she kept saying it and she kept saying it and she kept saying it. And guess what? It became part of me. So when I didn't get it, I started saying, well, you know, something better's coming along. And it did. And it does. And it does. But you, yeah. you can't imagine that in that moment. You can't. So that's, a, that's something that I learned. This is such a great encapsulation of ways to be <laughs> because some of the things we're saying can very easily be knocked off by a naysayer is like, Oh, that's foo foo rose colored glasses. Get with reality. That's not really where these things that come up in the news or come up in your everyday life, you know, just open your phone up and take a look at any of those apps. But it's like a secret almost, you know, and there is a book called the secret, you know, and that kind of idea, but it's once you get it, once you get it, you know, once you realize that, and I, I get it, and then I sometimes forget it, and then I come back to getting It's not every day. Oh, me too. Are you but, kidding me? But getting it's, it. But at least it's almost like having notes. I mean, my <laughs> my husband laughs at me because, honey, I'm papers. Look at this. It's papers, right? I mean, I have an idea. Or I'm on the bike, and I'll go, write that down or whatever. They laugh at me, my husband and my son. <laughs> you have to be able to go back to something. How about that? If you don't have it to begin with, you don't know where to go. That's why foundations of where you come from, how you grew up. You think kids want to be in gangs? No, they don't want to be in gangs. But no love at home. They want to no belong. Parent. Yeah. You want to belong. Yeah. And you do what it is that someone set up so you can belong. And then before you know it, 
it's you can't get out. So it's a sense of belonging and love. And that's why, you know, when we are uh, letting our son know the rights and wrongs of the world and, you know, if you made a mistake, say something, it's okay to make a mistake. You know what I mean? Boys do cry. It's okay. You know what I mean? I mean, we have these conversations, you know, because it's so important. He'll be leaving us out our house soon. You know what I mean? And you can't get everything. But one thing I'm learning is that the love factor and no matter what, we're going to love you, but you got to tell the truth. We cannot help you if you lie. We cannot. And we have stressed that. And we believe in God. And we know that God, for me, you know, everybody has whatever they're having to cope with. But I've seen the God I serve in action. And it's better than any superhero could ever dream of, honey. He is omnipresent everywhere at once. And he has showed me time and time again that he may not be there when I want him, but he's right on time. How about that? That's a true song. (laughs) He may not be there when you want him, but he's right on time. Yes, he is. You know what I mean? Like that. I do. I do. (laughs) Always, always on time. I love this. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, as we as we do wrap up here, I'm curious. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Fabulosity. I want people to know that they're fabulous just how they are, without the lashes, without the hair, without the costume. Fabulosity. You are destined for greatness. I want people to know that. I want people to know that you don't need all the bells and whistles to be your authentic self. And in show business, because it's makeup, it's costumes, it's storytelling, it's hair, it's transformation, the more you are rooted and who you are as a person. So more you can do this. Yeah. Person who who comes to mind, Billy Porter. Yeah. Proud to call a friend and colleague, honey. Okay? Being who he is, speaking up for those who don't have a voice, yeah. telling you his truth in those early days when he was growing up, wasn't fabulous, honey. He'll tell you yourself, but made it, but a voice for, for people who feel disenfranchised, marginalized. You think people want to feel like that? No, people don't want to feel like that. Mm. But I feel so blessed that, you know, I'm hired a lot because I bring this to the table and I'm proud of that. It's not like I went into some lab uh, clay and went like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to mix this. And, <laughs> right. you know, we're going to look like this. It's, right. it's not. I mean, I, genu- I genuinely want to help people, people of all races, race, races, creeds, nationalities. I want to help. I want to, I want to erase stigmas. I want to, 
you know, I want you to get through the Mylar curtain over here. The Mylar curtain. You know, you keep going, yeah. keep going, Lucy. You keep going and you just keep going. You can't get out. I want you to, okay, cut it. Cut, cut the curtain. Cut, 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 cut. Get out. I'm like, oh my God, I can breathe. There are people out here that feel the same way I do. Yeah. That speaks to mental wellness. You know, and show business is tricky. You could be making millions, six figures and still not be happy. And what comes to mind is, you know, depression is real. And I've seen some people go through it. And, you know, having your mind, Clay, in the end is the best gift of all. Having your mind right. And if you're suffering from uh, depression or schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, being able to acknowledge that and get whatever help you need. And I find that in show business a lot because we're so, you know, we're talking to the agent, the manager, you know, am I good enough? I mean, I didn't get in. My gosh, this one got it. And aren't I good enough? You know, the, Many experiences like that don't promote you saying, you know, I'm a great person. It just doesn't. You have and to let, do it. And yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I didn't get it. I mean, I, I you know, I went in for my seventh call back for production in front of everybody and I didn't get it. Wow. So after that, how does that person bounce back or not? And therein lies, okay, I might need to speak to somebody because I'm handling this. You know, it's important. It's important. I want people to feel fabulosity. That's me. That's what I want people to feel. It's so important, though. You're absolutely right. You have to talk about it. You have to. You must. Let it out so you can continue on. Yeah. And it, and and and. Take it off you. You know who Jennifer Lewis is? Oh, yes. <laughs> Girl! You know, I love her. And she talks about, you know, her bipolar disorder and has made it work for her. She's a series regular on Blackish, amongst other major things, movies and film and TV and everything. And she is who she is. Yeah. That's another one, honey. You know, that's a master class and living life and playing the cards that life dealt you and putting them on the table and make, I mean, I think, I mean, I love her. I mean, I've worked with her and she's a, she's a dear friend, but I mean, she's fierce. Yeah. I love it. This, this conversation, has <laughs> in a short phrase given me life. <laughs> so thank you. You're a great interviewer. Well, thank you. You're so kind. I'm so I'm so glad. Because I'm sitting in front of you. You really are. The way you ask the questions. <laughs> loaded and it's two and three. And then, you know, like what was I talking about, honey? You didn't ask. Okay, great. You know, I mean all that is great. I love it. 
Well, you're too kind. You're too kind. No, this is just so great. I mean, it, you make it easy. You really make it easy. It's just like, I, you know, you answered everything as I had it written in the order. I mean, it was almost like we were, you know, on the same wavelength. So, you see, that's, we call that celestial choreography. Yes, yes, yes. That is Judy Jacksina, who's a press agent in New, um, in New York City. She would always use that term. So celestial choreography, you could use it too. Celestial choreography, I'm taking it. Celestial choreography, they line up, things line up just like they line up. Oh, I love this. I love this. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up today? Anything coming up, anything else you want to speak on? Anything else that comes to I'm mind? So glad, I'm so glad that Lexi <laughs> and you, I mean, it's a small world. Again, relationships, you guys. This email from Clay came out of the clear orange and indigo sky. And the only reason why I replied to, to Clay right away, because I saw that he had interviewed Jerry and Billy. And they're just not going to sit down with anybody. You know what I mean? Like, they, I mean, and nor should they. You understand what I'm saying? Of course. So, I thought that was a great sign. And then when I found out that Lexi Carter, right? Yeah. Lexi, oh, yeah. Lexi Carter was, oh gosh, Mrs. Baltimore Krabs, okay, <laughs> in Hairspray, in a production of Hairspray that I choreographed at Dreyfus School of the Arts in Miami, Florida. Need I say more? It's, so, yeah. Tell the rest of it. I mean, it's just, again, it's it's the world working in its circle way. I mean, it's all tied together. It all comes around. And it was, yeah, it's funny. It's funny because I actually haven't, I haven't had her. I've had a lot of people on the show. I haven't had Lexi on the show yet. And so it's funny because I don't even know, I don't even know that her name has been mentioned by myself or a guest specifically on this show. It was, you know, referred to as girlfriend, you know, fiance now, you know, it'll be wife. So it's just funny. I'm sorry. Not that the cat out of the bag. No, 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 no. It's public knowledge, baby. It's just okay. that it's it's funny. You know, it's it's funny to have. Yeah. Let's, let's be clear. Yes, Lexi, he gets a check. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have her listen to it. That's for sure. But I am so grateful that you took this time to chat with me during this difficult time to to really, I mean, uplift. This is like, it resonated with me. I know it's going to resonate with others. It's just the way it works. I wanted to mention one thing. I am beginning a dance class entitled Block Party Dance Magic Jam. Say that five times. It's happening Mondays, 7 to 8 on Zoom. Just DM me on my Instagram at Judine Somerville. Um, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s tunes. And you'll have fun. There'll be fabulous cardio. You'll uh, tone your body and then you'll twirl. You cannot go wrong with that music from the 60s, 70s, 80s. You, you just can't. No, that's, that's good stuff. And I'll put it in the bio, you know, in the profile of this so people yeah. can click and, and join. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, I'm so happy to be here and to share my story. Uh, not because I love talking about myself, but as we know, we share our stories. Other people become, uh, what is it? They become empowered that if she did it, I can do it. She came from here. 
This is what she did. I can do it. And that's all you want because what happens is the, the synergy in the world becomes even more positive, you know, and people begin to realize that, wow, I can make a go of it. Isn't every parent's dream for their child to go off on their own, get your own job, get your own apartment, set yourself up? That's what we're, that's what we're raising you to do. Yes. So when you meet good people along the way that help you on your way, you're uplifted. You're unstoppable. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I see it like that. But you're great, honey. Your parents must have did a couple of things correct, Clay. How? <laughs> Oh, yes, honey. And how are you spelling your, uh, pronouncing your last name? Is it how? Yep, correct. How? I love it. Clayton well, Howe. call me down, honey. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you so much. Blessings and favor. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Judine Somerville. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.